How many times a day would you fire one off? Cute, sometimes sassy little icons that have become an online language of their own. Emojis, everything from a heart or a thumbs up to a smiling poo. But it seems they could have much bigger legal implications. So when can an emoji constitute a threat or harassment or seal a legally binding deal? Marilyn McMahon is a professor of law at Australia's Deakin University and joins us now. Hi, Professor. Hi. Did you ever imagine you would be analysing the legal implications of emojis? Perhaps not, but then I think perhaps it's not surprising because the law has to address and deal with contemporary developments and emoji as part of modern communication are ubiquitous. So where is the line? What can get you in trouble with them and why? Well, I think that perhaps people forget that online communications can convey threats and intimidation and harassment just as interpersonal comments and statements can do those things. So there's no immunity just by making a postbook to someone's face, sorry, making a post to someone's Facebook page saying, you know, that you're going to kill them or leave a bomb in their house. Uh, there's no real protection for that compared to, say, doing it in, you know, real life face-to-face. And so when people do those things online, now they wear consequences. They may get charged with criminal offences for that conduct. Can you give me some examples where emojis have got people in, in strife? I mean, an example where one might have been considered harassment? Yeah, look, often they occur in conjunction with actual statements or text messages. So it's rare that emoji by themselves are sufficient to constitute a threat. And there's a New Zealand case that I can refer to, 2017, where a man had separated from his ex-partner and they had a poor relationship. She'd taken out an intervention order against him and he sent... Uh, or put on her Facebook page a message that said, you're going to get it, accompanied by a plain emoji. So the threat is there in the text. The court that considered the matter actually decided that the plain emoji added or compounded the threat because in those circumstances, they lived on different islands and the plain really signified how he was going to get to her. So it wasn't that the emoji itself was the threatening thing. It added to the text that was threatening and the court found him liable for breaching the uh, order to protect her. So does this mean that courts generally have in essence accepted that emoji are um, a language, a language that has universal meaning? I don't know about the universal meaning because one of the problems with emoji is interpreting their, their meaning in a particular context. But I certainly think that courts are very willing to say that the presence of emoji can amplify a threat or wrongdoing and they're a bit reluctant to accept the just joking defence. You know, we've got several instances where there's been a history of domestic violence by a man towards his partner and then there's been a post uh, online. For example, in the United States, in one case, a man who'd had... Uh, a history of domestic violence towards his wife, posted a message to his son that on Halloween he should have a costume with his wife's head on a stick. And she subsequently went to the police and said that constituted a threat towards her. And his defence was, I was just joking, it was a silly comment. And in the context of the preceding history of violence, that wasn't accepted by the court.
So that's violence and harassment and threats. But also, well, the thumbs up has been taken as agreement for, for basically a binding contract, hasn't it, in one case? Yeah, we have now two cases. One, I think, has attracted a lot of attention recently. That's the Canadian case where you had a farmer who'd offered grain for sale and then a buyer had made an offer and the farmer had responded with a thumbs up emoji. Now, the farmer subsequently did not want to go ahead with the sale because prices had increased subsequently and he thought he could do better. So he tried to avoid the sale, saying that the thumbs up emoji really wasn't the finishing of the contract. And the Canadian judge didn't accept that. He actually held that the um, thumbs up emoji, given after the exchange of contract uh, details, constituted the making of a valid contract and the farmer had to pay up on it. There was a preceding case in Israel in 2017 between a landlord and a prospective tenant where the tenant um, indicated through a series of emojis, uh, very positive, laughing, clapping, girls dancing, champagne corks. It looked like the uh, tenant, prospective tenant, had accepted the landlord's offer of a contract and then they defaulted. They just simply withdrew. The Israeli court in those circumstances said the exchange of messages, which again involved text as well as emoji, but the general tenor conveyed by the emoji as well as the text was very positive that the prospective tenant was accepting the uh, agreement with the landlord and found for the landlord and awarded damages against the uh, prospective tenant who behaved badly. In that case, when emoji can get you into a contract and various other strife, what advice do you give to people? I think I'd say to people... You know, be careful about thinking that doing something like giving a thumbs up emoji after you've been negotiating with a tradesperson, for example, you know, you might have agreed on a price or the tradesperson might have nominated a price to you. And if you sent back a thumbs up emoji, then potentially that might be the, you know, a valid contract we've just entered into. So I think we should be accepting that emoji can have meaning and can, for example, in context be interpreted perhaps as signifying, in those circumstances, entering into a valid contract. Really good to talk to you. Thank you for your time. That is Professor Marilyn McMahon, who is a Professor of Law at Australia's Deakin University.